All right. I'd like to welcome all of our great listeners back for the second episode of XBL Party USA. And look who we found. We drug somebody across the big Atlantic pond <laughs> right from the UK. How you doing, Jenna? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. It's a bit early here, but I'm glad I could join you all. No pain, no gain. All right. Well, before we get started, I would like to remind everybody to please like, share, and subscribe. We are a channel in its infant stages, and we're trying to get bigger so that we can bring you more. And I'll go around the table here for anybody who missed the first episode. Uh, John Blue, what have you been playing, buddy? Oh, hi. Thanks for having me back. Um, yeah, I've just been playing uh, Guardians of the Galaxy and some Far Cry 6 right now. Uh, Guardians is just unbelievably good. That's nothing awesome. Nothing like Avengers, huh? No, nothing close to it. Singer player, cinematic, just awesome. And then our next panelist who could not make last week's show because of family issues, Ultimus Gaming. Tell us a little bit about yourself and what have you been playing? Nah. Uh... Well, one, glad to be here. Sorry I couldn't be here last week. I'm glad to be here, though. I've been playing a lot of Forza Horizon, getting ready for Forza Horizon 5. Not too many days left before that launches. Really love Forza, and I cannot wait to jump into the next one. You know, I'll, uh, if I get my PC up fast enough, I'll be streaming that bitch tomorrow. Yeah! Okay, then I'll join you. <laughs> yeah, that was really cool, too, because if you... Uh... Game Pass subscribers, we get the uh, premium edition for more for less than half the cost. You get the premium edition yeah, for forty four dollars. You get like both expansions, VIP yeah. car pack, all that stuff. And they're I hear they're doing the same thing with Halo Infinite. Oh really? They're, they're yeah, they're gonna have a premium edition for that, and it's gonna be less than half the price which is amazing i'm gonna have to jump on that day one for sure there's a little secret we haven't had an official announcement yet but they we have spotted the collector's edition in the wild we however have not had it officially confirmed yet all right and then our next one power man you there i'm here what's going on oh not much brother what have you been playing what have you been up to Oh, you know, I've just been spreading that Guardians of the Galaxy gospel. You know, it's good to see online that everybody's, uh, you know, paying attention and loving that game and not letting, you know, the stink of Avengers uh, kind of push them away from it. You know, so that's always good. But, man, I've just been, I've just been on Guardians uh, pretty hard trying to finish up before Forza. So let's go. You got into a little war on Twitter, didn't you, when you uh, decided you was going to post all that Microsoft and Sega stuff? What are you doing, man? Leave him alone. Well, well, listen, man. You know, I'm I've never uh, been accused of somebody who doesn't go out into the hornet's nest and kick it. <laughs> I do enjoy a, a, a good a good online Twitter debate, <laughs> even if it makes people mad. But you know, it, it, it is what it is. I like I like to kill uh, narratives, and, and and you know, these guys are really downplaying this stuff. And something very interesting happened. What was it? Uh, was it yesterday? I don't know if this. I don't know if we're gonna go fully into it, but the fruits of Sega's and Microsoft's partnership are already 
starting. So yes, yes. To answer your question, I absolutely did. Um, it was uh, an interesting conversation. All right. Well, not to waste any time because I know they didn't come here to listen to us ramble on about our lives and our likes. Let's get into our first topic. So it's becoming very apparent that Playground Games and Microsoft have got one hell of a hit on their hands. I can't tell you the last time I saw a game review like this consistently. I'm... It's, wow, a racing game at that. Oh, hold on, Last Forza. No, seriously. Uh, it. Wow, it is, I was thinking that Flight Sim was going to be the crown on the Series X this year, but I was wrong. Wow, Forza Horizon 5, it looks amazing. I can't wait to play it tomorrow. The reviews are just crushing it. I, IGN gave it a 10 out of 10. IGN. Them guys are, are, they're the pickiest and just nailed it. 10 out of 10. So, Jenna, what do you think about this masterpiece that's going to hit us in just a few days? It looks incredible, doesn't it? It's, um, you know, I'm a huge fan of Forza Horizon 4, and I used to play the old, uh, Forza Motorsport games religiously, but since I've got into Horizon 4, my my enjoyment of those track-based ones has kind of been killed. That's how good Forza Horizon 4 was. And this one just looks another level again. I, I can't wait to play it. I know we were talking just before the show started, I was debating whether to do the upgrade to get the early access, even though I'm away for half the period I would benefit from it. So I have to see when I get back on Monday, Tuesday, how I feel, but no, I can't wait to play it. The game, the game looks insane. The reviews are glowing. They say about not just how good it looks, but how much fun it is to play, how good it sounds, which is really important with racing games. And yeah, it just looks incredible. Yeah, I was seeing that in the reviews today. You can actually, as you change your tuning and your parts in the garage, rev the engine and actually tell the difference that that tuning and part has made to your car I and mean, that's just that's amazing i'm wow i mean that's more than usually i just look at a bar and say okay well my acceleration went up here my top speed went up here my handling's better here but now it, it just sounds like a, a a different beast altogether yeah it's uh it's gonna be great i'm john blue you. you look oh sorry i was gonna say I'm the same as you but i think this is the only game i'm gonna play where I might change my exhaust and it gives me, or a part of my car, and it gives me a 0.1 better advantage. But if it sounds awful, I might just stick with what I got. It's the only racing game I'll find myself going for the sound more than the performance due to this. So, Oh, yeah, definitely. John Blue, are you looking forward to Forza Horizon 5? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, this is, to me, looking like might be game of the year. Um, I know it's a racing game, but... It is the highest rated game so far on Meta. So I, I kind of like to see that break break the mold with the Game Awards. I think it should be nominated for Game of the Year myself. But yeah, it, it looks absolutely phenomenal. Um, the, the ray tracing, 
you know, all the different tracks, the cars, the details just looks utterly phenomenal. And, you know, Playground Games is just killing it. I think they might be the Xbox's best studio at this point. Um, you know, it's funny you should mention ray tracing, John Blue. What we've seen so far doesn't have the ray tracing yet. It's not there at launch. What we've seen so far is without it. Oh, really? Oh, See, yes. I, I kind of going in blind, right, because I don't want to spoil myself. So I've just been, I, not that I don't want to watch any reviews for it. I'm going to check those out after I start playing the game. But I just kind of want to, last, the last game that came out, I got spoiled on the showcases. So I don't want that to happen again. So that kind of just going in blind, right? But I'm super hyped to play it. Can't wait. And I also jumped on the Game Pass deal where you, you get early access. Oh, yeah. That's just, wow. I mean, Game Pass just keeps giving and giving. You know, I did actually buy the premium edition, the hundred dollar yeah. edition, and then I got to looking around and I was listening to Wilmy Hood and the rest of them on Game Beyond the Box last night, and I thought, really? Oh, wow! So I canceled my hundred dollar purchase and then I just paid forty six dollars. Yeah, <laughs> and then obviously the setting too of Mexico just—I think they just killed it, right? Well, I hope it. I hope the music on the radio is not like the music has been on the radio in Far Cry Six because <laughs> no, it's, it's been a letdown. It is. <laughs> yes, it's been a letdown in Far Cry Six. Yeah, they only bought two songs on there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, oh, I, yeah, I want to touch on. So good. I want to touch on what the Jenna said about uh, Forza Horizon Four, and I really think Four. You know, they had completely different seasons and that was new but what four also did was they brought out the eliminator which was their take on the battle royale and i can't i cannot say it enough i think that playground games they nailed that i played i must have played a thousand matches of the eliminator it was so much fun running around staying in the circle finding new vehicles and people come rushing up beside you and you know, challenging you to a race, and that would mean that was just awesome. And I have gotten confirmation from my buddies that the Eliminator does it is a staple in Forza Horizon Five. It's there, and I can't wait. Uh, that probably be the first thing I do is play, is hop right into multiplayer after the intro race. To be honest with you. All right. Well, enough of me rambling on. Ultimus Gaming. What are your thoughts, brother? Well, I watched some gameplay on it, and I was just blown away with that 30 FPS graphics mode. That is absolutely stunning with the amount, with the detail, the dirt effects, everything else. It is just absolutely stunning what they're doing with it. Well, you know, Digital Foundry, they they actually touched on that in their tech review, and they said that uh, Playground Games has got the the frame pacing and the motion blur down so well that you it's very hard to tell the difference between a 30 p 30 fps and a 60 fps mode and that's the amazing part i remember they had touched on that i don't remember every single thing from the video i only watched it once but yeah they just they, they just they've blown me away playground games is an amazing studio they have blown me away time and time again with with their forza games but the, this one tops it all I, I cannot wait to jump in and explore Mexico. Everyone who's played it says they absolutely love it. So it's it's 
it's going to be a great experience um, for those who have early access November 5th and everyone when it launches on November 9th. going to be absolutely amazing. And and the Microsoft's got so much faith in this studio, they've been handed Fable. One of my favorite series. I, and I, I think it's yeah. funny. I still love Fable 3, the most hated one. And if the worst one is still beloved, then that just shows... That just shows how great Fable was. And then we put it in the hands of Playground Games, an amazing developer. Uh, I can't wait. You know, all this talk about Playground Games, um, it's kind of making me wonder what's going on on the other side of the coin with Turn 10. We've not seen a Forza Motorsport 8. We've not heard about a Forza Motorsport 8. I'm pretty sure that's probably going to be a next gen only title at this rate and i'm very interested to see i think that'll be the first game more motorsports 8 that will actually take full advantage natively of the series x i think that'll be you'll you won't be able to play it on the one it'll have to be on a series console and i can't wait to see what turn 10's got for us power man 4k you looking forward to Forza, or are you not a racing fan? Uh, no, you know, I, I actually love the Forza series. Forza Horizon series is probably, like, uh, definitely in my tops of, of racing games. You know, um, Playground is, is a pedigree developing studio at this point. Um, you know, they're, they're thoroughbreds, man. They're, they're just, uh, they, they crank it out. They're reliable. Uh, everything they put out is solid and looks amazing. I mean, you know, if you go back to even... From Forza, the very first Forza Horizon all the way up, they've been very consistent, and each game they've gotten better and better and better. Um, which actually touched on a point I was going to mention, which is you know, this only uh gives me more faith that they're going to take the Fable franchise, which I played on the original Xbox way back in what was it 2004, and uh, it really set it off into. Uh, another level of like what we could think about as far as like Western RPGs, right? You know, like they have the the world building, they have the the uh, the structure that goes along with building all of the the worlds and the animations and everything. Like if if Forza Horizon Five is any indication of how Fable is going to come out, we should have no worries about the late future of Xbox. Oh, no worries at all. I'm. Uh, yeah, definite facts. Um, I, at this point, the the new studios, well, not the newer studios, like um, <sighs> Oblivion or Obsidian. Obsidian? I'm sorry, yeah, yeah. Obsidian. Obsidian, Playground Games, Undead Labs. I have complete and total. Yeah, I have complete and total faith that these games, uh, these developers, you can hand them anything and they're going to knock it out of the park. So I'm going to hop on to my next topic. Um, And uh, Power Man, I would like you to take the head on this one because you did start the war. Uh, Microsoft and Sega. So what exactly do we think this means? Or what will it mean, say, 10 to 12 months from now? Well, you know the the official statement from Sarah Bond and, uh, and and Sega is that you know the the nomenclature behind it is that they're using 
the Azure cloud to build uh, games. Games that may not be possible just under Sega, correct? So they're partnering together to help create these games. Um, however, there were some people that were kind of taking that and saying, uh, oh, well, that just means that they're just going to use the Azure cloud and that's going to be as far as it goes. Um, however, just today, or I, I believe it was today, that they just announced that Total War Warhammer 3 is coming to Xbox Game Pass or PC day and date on, on that service. Now, if that's any indicator of the partnership that Sega has come with, now mind you, Total War Warhammer 3, the Warhammer series of Total War is a very popular, very successful RTS franchise. Right? It is not, it's not, it's not a you know, it's not a twenty dollar game. It's not something that's it's just being whimsically thrown onto a service like this is a big deal it's a big game it's coming to xbox game pass or pc people are going to be buying it on steam as well full price so the uh allure of game pass or pc will just grow i think that there's going to be more of these situations where we're going to see sega and we're going to see microsoft slash xbox teaming up to either bring things to the to the to their cloud services or bring things to their consoles you know what i mean um and literally the day after we already see the fruits of that labor so sarah bond is clearly committed and she's making a lot of moves behind the scenes from what from what i understand and it's good to see you know someone who's just as dedicated as phil and aaron and everybody else taking the helm and really pushing this uh partnership oh yeah sarah bond um for those of you that don't know Sarah Bond is the director of studios that do things for Xbox, but aren't quite first-party studios. And so with Sega being an outside entity, that she would she would be a big part of that. She's, she's also hot too. Uh, in charge of the content for Game Pass as well. Yes. Thank you, John. See, this is why I put you guys together as my panel. You all don't let me miss a beat. It's great. So does anybody else have anything to say about Microsoft and Sega? I mean, are we ever going to see, like, like if he can jump high enough, Sonic giving Master Chief a high five? Um, yeah, I think it's a pretty big deal, like, potentially down the line, right? Um, like, first thing I noticed was, like, everyone was trying to say, that oh it's gonna be like the Sony deal and it's not like it's just for like tech for the cloud and it's got nothing to do with games and you know the usual stuff right from that crowd but I don't know if you looked a little deeper into it you had like Sarah Bonds really involved with this deal you know like I said she's a Game Pass content she's in charge of that and all the other stuff with third party right so I mean there's probably a lot they can do with the IPs that could probably bring. Um, you know, help both, you know, be beneficial to each other and maybe bring some older IPs back that Sega might want to do. Like, uh, you know, I was thinking about maybe, what, what, what about a crazy taxi? What if they brought something like that back, right? Or even like a jet set radio. Maybe they can oh. kind of like spit that in like Sunset Overdrive type thing, right? Oh, don't play with my emotions. Well, yeah, there's a lot. <laughs> they got so many IPs. Jet, Jet Set was so good. I, I love Jet Set on the OG Xbox. Yeah, yes. it was really ahead of its time, right? And, you know, just, you know, even if you look back at the recent history, it's like Relic, which just did Age of Empires, 
and then Creative Assembly made uh, Halo Wars 2 and worked on that game. Those are two Sega you know, studios right there, right? So yeah, it seems like going to be a close relationship. You know, it's only going to be beneficial, I think, for Xbox down the line. And you know, they've been they've been talking a lot about bringing like E-rated games or maybe more family-friendly games. You know, I think Sega would be, you know, a real good opportunity maybe to bring something like you know, I don't know, maybe something, maybe even horror, even like a horror, like you know, if you're familiar with Condemned. Yep, you know, bring something like that back in yep. there, yep. right? You know, they're, they're kind of missing that horror genre. And I, I, like, I know there's been a lot of... Sure. No, I'm sorry, John, but I, I just want to add something to that point. Also, you know, and I know this could be some speculation, but I know that we all like to speculate. If you want to think about, okay, we just acquired Bethesda, right? As a, as a publisher, as a, as a, you know, umbrella studios of all these different things. The, the very beginning of that started, and a lot of you guys are old enough to remember, was when The Elder Scrolls was exclusive to the Xbox platform, if you guys don't remember. The reason, reason why was because there wasn't enough RAM in the PlayStation to actually run the game properly. Technological partnerships lead to like full-blown partnerships, you know what I mean? And and, and, to, and, to, and to immediately say that this does not mean that a relationship couldn't be gathered and we could see Sega coming under the Xbox realm, I, I see that as very possible. Absolutely possible, in my opinion. Yeah, that's a real good point, actually. Because they had, like, back in the day, like, was it, like, Morrowind, I think, and Oblivion? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah, and, and they had double the RAM on the Xbox, so they weren't able to so they, they went exclusive on that on that side and that is a lot of what and, and the, the deep development that todd howard did with the xbox about having to completely shut down and reset the xbox in order to load in certain areas and them learning the platform this is stuff that sega is going to learn they're going to get they're going to get hands-on with a lot of tech and a lot of things that, that microsoft and xbox do and this close like close relationship of working together develops relationships that turn into acquisitions We've we've already seen it happen at this point. Once they once they got Bethesda, nothing's off the table in my opinion. Yeah, that's true. Now that was, was, I'm sorry. Go ahead, John. No, I was just gonna say. Lastly, they could really maybe. I know a lot of Xbox guys have been asking for like more like exclusive JRPGs, like you know back in the day on 360 when you had like Blue Dragon, Lost Odyssey. Oh. They could really do something with Lost Odyssey too. Like they could help Xbox something like that, bring that back. That'd be a big win. I'd love to see that come back. Yeah, I mean, one of the best JRP. I, I'm not really into JRPGs, but that game just captured me and pulled me in, and I couldn't stop playing it. Yeah, it's a phenomenal story in that game. So, before I move on to the next panelist, I did want to touch on uh, something that Power Man 4K said um, when they everybody said, "Well, they just made a deal for the Azure servers." Well, you remember when Sony? made a deal with Microsoft about use of the Azure servers, and that wasn't that big a deal. This, on the other hand, has spread like wildfire. Now, either it's a bigger deal than that Sony deal was, or deals with Xbox is just more popular than deals with Sony. Which one is it? I yeah, don't think deal... it's the second one. Yeah, that deal with Sony was like it had nothing to do with Xbox, right? It was more of like a Microsoft thing. Yeah. 
um, the latest, service. yeah, the, the Sega deal is like they directly put Xbox in the tweet, right? Mm-hmm. So like that kind of alludes to maybe it's more than that, right? I think one of the interesting things with this was as soon as it was announced, you know, Sarah Bond was involved, like you said, she brings games to Game Pass and sorts that content out. But Jez Corden, whilst everyone was saying, oh, it's just Microsoft, he put out a tweet saying, well, we have an article coming soon on Windows Central about this. This isn't just servers. This is new games uh, rebooting exist uh, historic IPs and eventually exclusives. So it, it he was went more in detail saying this deal isn't just to let them use the servers, it's to get more involved with games as well, which is really cool. And like you said, um, I'm not sure who pointed it out, we've already got Total War being announced is going to Game Pass what, within a week of this being announced. That's, that's come out. I want to see uh, Microsoft coerce Sega into bringing back <laughs> Altered Beast as a third person <laughs> and not a side-scroller. Yeah. yeah. And Golden Axe as a Souls-like. Get that going as well. Forgot all about Golden Axe. How can I remember Altered Beast and not remember Golden Axe? Yeah, there's a lot of IP. Alex the Kids, another one they could maybe bring back. Yeah. I'd like to see Outrun on next gen. How how good that could look when it's just that one camera angle that's focused behind the car so you don't have to render the full world. That would look incredible. Yeah, I picture mean, this: be... Echo the Dolphin with Sea of Thieves water effects. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Ultimus, what do you think about Microsoft and Sega? I, I was very surprised actually to he- when I heard about it, but I still I, I have the same opinion as I thought about it then. This is still really good. And it's going to lead to more things down the line, as you guys have already stated. That's why I've been very silent. Um, you know, it's just going to lead to more things down the line. It's just great for Xbox because we're going to have, we're going to bring back old games. We're going to, we're going to do, we're just, it's just another great deal. Xbox, I, all I can say is it's just another great deal. Xbox just keeps making deals, you know, day after day. I, I cannot believe it. And it's just going to bring more games for us to enjoy. And that is just the best part. I mean, I mean that's all I can say. You guys have pretty much already gone over almost every, every everything I could think of. You guys have already gone over it. So one thing I, I missed off that Jez Corden thing he said, sorry, was uh, more collaborations between studios. And one he mentioned was Relic helping out with the next Age of Empires as an example. That would be incredible because Relic are a great studio. Wow! Wow! Yeah, I'd really love to see a Halo Wars three or something like that from them. The Halo Wars 2, absolute masterpiece. Well, we have to, one of the best stories. We got to have the story move on a little bit because Halo Wars 2 leads right up to the events of Halo Infinite. And Halo Infinite says they've got a 10 year plan. So we may be waiting 10 years for Halo Wars 3 unless they jump to another universe. Well, we know this. We already know they are. They're already working on the next Halo. They're already working on it. Three, you know, three is already on their way. So. Question is, what it is? What, 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 what will it be? That's the mm-hmm. question. I'm still not sure where Halo's going to land on the meta. It's kind of, I'm not sure about that one. 
Uh, you already know what I've said on, on Twitter. You already know yeah, what I've said. Hey, you know, since we're talking about good. collaborations, I would love to see a Gears of War first-person shooter from id Software. Yes. Oh. Yeah. How crazy oh, would that be? You've intrigued me. You're talking about a Lancer, Chainsaw, Bayonet. You're, I mean, it's all there. You know what I mean? If they're listening, let's, let's make it happen. Sarah called me. You just made me think of something. So basically, you want you want gears, but you basically want it to be first person, like Resident Evil. Yeah, I want I want Doom, but Marcus Phoenix. Gotcha. Yeah, I gotta okay, see Marcus Phoenix come back in one of these games, man. I'm just dying to play him again. <laughs> so, what got you thinking about that power? Um, is it the fact that uh, that Gears of War started Horde mode, and now Doom Eternal is gonna have a Horde mode? Yeah, I I, I I was actually looking at that the other day because, like I said, I'm I'm a huge Doom fan. I love I love the series. I played it in '93 on on my computer, 1993. Um, so I was just thinking about you know, you know, a lot of people talk about Gears and you know, uh, they have the whole Gears Halo Forza and all that kind of stuff. And I always I kind of go back to if you think about like for instance God of War, God of War. From God of War one uh, through three, the major titles and all the other ones had a very similar aesthetic, a very similar pace of gameplay. Right? It was like the 2.5D, uh, very linear. And then they came back in 2018 to completely change the game. Similarly to the way Resident Evil did as well. Right? Like Resident Evil was a certain way, then it came back as an FPS, and it started making huge waves. Um, I think that Gears of War has everything in it in the universe to be a really sick FPS and a really scary FPS. You know what I mean? Like being able to see through the eyes of a gear, and maybe it doesn't have to be Marcus Phoenix, but through the eyes of a gear, being being that close to the swarm or the locust or whatever story they decide to tell. Um, and, and, you know, the blood splatter and the guts and, and all the nitty-gritty that's really going on but fast-paced you know what i mean that that we all know that these uh that it can do you know what i mean and, and they're so good at it. i agree with you totally you know yeah you know and, and even if you go like you know, this big giant arena and they just keep coming at you and you've got three or four of your buddies and you just have to freaking murder them first person for however long, you know what I mean? Like that kind of stuff is the stuff that I love. And that's why I've always preferred the Xbox platform because of that multiplayer jumping in with buddies. They've always made that like a primary focus. And I've always really enjoyed that. Nothing to take away from single player stories and things of that nature. But I know that, that's something that I that I would enjoy more so even than you know a, another full blown you know, single player story. You know, I know Gears has all aspects of it. You know, but just my opinion. No, I mean I totally agree with you. If they, I will play Horde mode in Doom until I'm blue in the face. I mean that's just that's a new experience, and I loved playing horde mode even if i was just by myself i would i would love to see how high i can get in the waves all by myself i'd find the map the right place to sit 
the right weapons to get and the right structures to build. And if I could do that in doom, man, I mean, I would play a lot more doom than just playing through the story once. I really would. It would, it would add so much replay value so much on that note. I have not now don't, don't crucify me. I have not gotten Guardians of the Galaxy yet because I got Forza. Everybody keeps telling me it's so great. I need to play it. And I did. I loved the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. I really did. Um, and I will. I will get it. But right now, I have not finished Back for Blood campaign. Far Cry 6 is massive it is a completionist's nightmare i've got forza launching tomorrow for me i've got halo december 8th i will get it i will play it but not yet got other things that i've already committed to gina have you have you played it are you gonna play it what do you think about the hype behind this game after Avengers was just the laughing stock of the gaming world for a while. Yeah, it's crazy to see how well it's reviewing and how hyped people are and saying that it's a must play and what have you, because like you said, everyone was really hyped for Avengers and that game just fell flat on his face. And then this game, nobody was hyped for because of Avengers and how bad that was. And they were expecting maybe an Avengers game with, a guardian skin on top of it and this one seems to be the game that avengers should have been where it's just more focused on story and combat rather than you know trying to get you to grind and buy stuff um yeah. i am gonna buy it i'm like you it's not high on my priority list right now because <clears throat> yeah this forza horizon 5 and then halo infinite and you know all the, all the other games that keep coming to game pass in between that i'm trying to get through so yeah there's I do want to play it. It's not a I must play it now game for me because there's just so much other stuff to play. But it looks now, I know one of the things uh, I was thinking about is so you've got you have different a different type of hero in Guardians of the Galaxy than you do in the Avengers. In the Avengers, it's really I mean they are real superheroes, and a big problem people have with Avengers was that as the Incredible Hulk, you just tossed a bus across, you know, across a river and yet you got to hit this this measly little guard like 30 times to kill him. That was a big problem. But Guardians of the Galaxy, I mean, we're really talking about not human. I mean, they're not all human beings, but they have... They have a more of a skill set than a superpower, and I believe that balances out a whole lot in the Guardians of the Galaxy universe, and it really works well towards gameplay. Um, again, I'm just speaking from what I've heard and what I've seen. Uh, John Blue, have you played it? Yeah, I've been playing it uh, for the last couple of days. I just got it on uh, Tuesday. So I don't have a lot of time. I think I'm on chapter four. But what I will say is it's it's just super polished. The graphics are just unreal, to be honest with you. The the colors, the HDR really pops. Textures, 
Um, just so far, this might be my, my game of the year uh, before it's all said and done. Uh, it's just really uh, – there's a lot of banter. Just really funny. The, the story's really good. Um, like, it kind of reminds me of Mass Effect in a way, especially when on, the, like, the Milano, the ship, the spaceship. You yeah. can go into, like, different quarters and talk to your team members and look for stuff. And they, they kind of almost reminds me, like, in a way – the way God of War had its collectibles, where you could like go off to, off beaten path and collect things and, and upgrade your your skills, um, and the gun and the combat and the gunplay and the way you use the other guardians is really uh, really cool. Um, it really makes you feel like a superhero. I know it's a superhero game, but Avengers never really <laughs> didn't feel like a superhero game, right? <laughs> You know, no, you got the Hulk beating, not. hitting some dude ten times in the face, and uh, you know he's still standing. You know, but yeah, it's just yep. uh, it's super fun. And it's just you know, I think it's one of these games where it just like caught everybody by surprise, and I'm kind of surprised the meta is kind of low on it. I think it's only like an eighty-one. Um, the way I would say it is like. If you're a fan, of like it's almost like in a way like a Sony, like production, and that's the kind of way like super polished, cinematic, over the shoulder. That's kind of how it plays to me. But yeah, I, I can't heap enough praise upon it. You know, referring to that metal skur, I would not even. I wouldn't be surprised if some reviewers did just kind of write it off as the Avengers yeah. version two and not There's, really give it the shot. Uh, critics, I think they go after the the publishers, right? And some of the taxes, like even when EA released Jedi Fallen Order, that got just hammered. Like if you look at the meta on that game, I think it's on like 79 and it should be like way higher than that. Yeah. So I don't know, just because yeah, it's EA yeah. and Square Enix, they just like dock them points or what? Well, you can hear... In a lot of these reviews with Guardians, and, and you know, a lot of people were doing exactly like you said and expecting it to be just like Avengers, right? They were just walking into it like, oh, this is going to be another Avengers game. And then you can almost hear the shock in their voice as they're reviewing it, saying, this is not Avengers. This isn't Avengers at all. You know, yeah. this game is right up there um, in production value and story and characters with you know spider-man which is a sony which is a sony exclusive yeah it's damn they make you they make you like the characters there there's like real things that happen between them that like adds to that level of drama you know fighting or, or coming together or losing a teammate and having to battle without them and there's a lot of things that go beyond that and i think that the, the biggest win for them was was the game as a service model you know I, in my opinion superhero games just don't cannot like translate into that game no. unless it's like an like mmo said, or something right yeah you know the hulk shouldn't have to hit a guy that's a third his size 40 <laughs> times to beat him it, it, it takes the immersion away from it right like you don't feel like the hulk but when you're playing a star Wars, you feel like star Wars and you're commanding your team each one of your teammates has like three or four different moves that you can chain together and then, like you said, with the huddle ups, the huddle ups is like your super move. But you have to hype them up. If you don't hype them up, then it doesn't work. You know what I mean? There's so many little mechanics that's in between that game that add to the depth and the layer, not to mention the underlying story that plays out. Of course, I'm not going to spoil anything for you because I want you to, you know, play it out yourself. But 
there there is a a really awesome like space odyssey that happens um, as you're just learning to become guardians. It takes place right after, like, right as you're becoming the guardians and and, and knowing each other. So, um, yeah, I just you, there's a lot of surprise there, and a lot of people had a lot of doubts. And I do feel that those meta scores, similar to like Jedi Fallen Order, criminally underrated. Yeah. If anybody looks at that meta score and thinks that that's an indication of how good that game is, they are missing out on probably one of the best Star Wars games in ten years. Easily, oh, that's a phenomenal you know I mean? game. That, that's like the best Star Wars game since like who Easily. knows. What, I, I don't right? even I, I don't even like Souls games or that style of game. I beat that game the day it came out. You know what I'm saying? I was not playing around. Yeah, that's one other thing I can say about the game too is like the character. Like the characterizations of of the characters are based upon is actually really well done. It's almost like I like them more than the movie characters. And, and just the banter and the voice acting. Yeah, the and banter. How you can sit around and, and wait for Gamora to talk uh, to talk crap to Drax and, and back and forth or Rocket, like Rocket and, and, and Groot, and right? Star Lord brawling <laughs> it out, you know what I mean, or whatever. And there's so many little deep surprises. They have all these little outfits that you can run around in different corners and get that are awesome looking. Um, you know, it's just it's just a great game, top to bottom, and I can't give it enough praise because like I've always been a big superhero comic book fan. I still have a bunch of comics underneath my bed as it stands right now. Like I, I've loved these characters, and I'm telling you right now, like this is a series they could take starting right now and keep moving. And if you make three of them, I'd be there day one for all. Of them. I just hope they make more sequels to it because that's how good it is. Well, I think that's what so, they needed to see is they needed to see success. You know, they didn't see people maybe people need buying it, which is crazy. You start seeing the word of mouth. Like people, when the game was first um, showcased, remember, everybody was crapping on this game. Everybody was crapping on it, you know? Nobody was one. Oh, this is Avengers 2.0. I don't want nothing to do with I must it. Say now, it's, it's, by yeah. word of mouth, it, everybody's loving it. You know, I'd say the marketing was absolutely horrendous for it. Like they didn't really know what to market it for. It seemed like because, I mean, even the last day, the lost trailer, they literally had to put single player game. Like just <laughs> like people thought it was like the Avengers, right? Yeah. You would think that they would blast it, especially yes. after the comments that. Um, that Square Enix made about Crystal Dynamics, they basically threw them under the bus and, hey, you know, oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> we're sorry that they didn't. Listen, that was their decision. You know what I mean? They're the one that was pushing the games as a service model. They're the ones that wanted to nickel and dime their customers on costumes and then eventually adding power-ups and XP boosters and things like that that were literally almost, you know, so close to pay to win that it could almost you can almost taste it, you know, and they actually sent out a letter and they removed it in a patch uh, yesterday. But... These decisions that were made that were not made for Guardians of the Galaxy are, is what's going to, you know, garner its success going forward. Ultimus Gaming, what are your thoughts on Guardians of the Galaxy? Have you played it? I have not been able to play it. My backlog is extremely long, and I and. I wrote it off as well after Avengers because I played Avengers and I thought it was somewhat fun, but really it, it it wasn't that great. So when I heard about it, like everybody else, I wrote it off and I haven't played it. But hearing everybody's reviews, I might play it here soon because um, because with how with Power Man and them are describing, 
seems like a really fun game to me because I love single player campaigns. I love getting connected to characters. So that should be great. But but Avengers just left such a bad taste in my mouth that I just didn't think about it. And I've really wrote off Avengers like in general because after Avengers Endgame, I got really sick of it. So you mix that in with Avengers the game being horrible, just really bad taste. But I love Guardians of the Galaxy. I do. The movies were absolutely amazing. So I think I will here soon enough give it a try. It seems, from what they're describing, it seems like a really fun game. We might even see that on Game Pass before the end of the year. Maybe Probably. in January. Is, is everything coming if they, to Game if they Pass? Did, if they did, I would do a full playthrough, you know, at that point again, you know, even though I own it. Yeah. Another thing to mention, too, is they're going to be bringing ray tracing to that game All as right. well. Well, ray tracing. Yeah. That's going to be great. Yeah, Who doesn't love ray tracing, right? <laughs> Yeah, I was just loving how everyone was praising how great the game looked, and then someone, I think it was Digital Foundry, someone did a teardown, and then it was only 1080p, and all of a sudden everyone was complaining how the game was only 1080p. And it's like, you, you had to be told it was 1080p, because yesterday you were all saying how great it looked. <laughs> no, that's real funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't you love how people all of a sudden are too good for 1080p, 60? Like, now, now console gamers, all of a sudden, they had they had to deal with 10, 15 years of, of sub HD 30 FPS, and now 1080p 60 is just below them. You know, it's crazy. <laughs> no, they have to have you have to have 4K 30. Remember, you got to have that 4K 30 with ray tracing. Remember, Spider Man, you have to. That's the only way to play the game. Uh, Ratchet's 4K 40. Well, boys, uh, I, I, hate, I hate to dip out on you, but I, I have to go. I apologize. Um, it's been really fun, but I do have to get out a little bit early. I apologize. Um, I'll, be, I'll be listening to you guys and okay. All right. No problem, man. Take it easy. Thanks see for being here, guys. Power Man. Hey, hey, sorry about that. All right. We'll see you. It's all right. Thank you. Peace out, brother. So, on that note, this is KY Bob. And I want to be a special host of a special show. I don't want to snap the whip and drive the topics all by myself. So I'm going to bring something new to XBL Party USA. And I want y'all to start thinking about what you want to talk about. Because we will have a section in our shows at the end of this one and going from here on out where... I want my panelists to bring up something that maybe wasn't on the list, but you know, they want heard, they want talked about. And to me, that's valuable because I'm not the end all be all as far as topics go. So start thinking guys, you know, what's on the topics tonight. What did I forget? PlayStation PC. Boy, I bet the fanboys were cringing when those two words were put together. Oh my goodness. Not only are our games going to PC, we're losing our exclusivity. We're losing our identity. But now you put PlayStation and PC not only in the same sentence, you put it in the same phrase, both words together. So we talked about this in our last episode. 
is it going to be an app on the PC where you will find your community, your PlayStation community? Will you launch the games there that you already own? Or is it just going to be a storefront? Ultimus, please, sir, give me your thoughts on what PlayStation PC is. Well, PlayStation PC to me seems not only an advertising for something for advertising, but it could lead to a PC app potentially. The only thing we have now with PlayStation is the phone app. I have it myself, of course, and it's good. It's really good. It runs well. Yeah, you can find everything. But to have it on PC too, where you can find all the PlayStation games that are coming to PC and everything else, I think that would be really nice. Um, kind of some of the features that Xbox already does, you know. To give an example, do PlayStation, I can't remember what it's called, Communities, or what's it, whatever it's called, like that. Um, I just can't think of the name of this current second. Just just, ha- just basically just kind of like how Xbox does it already. At least that's my idea. Yeah, um, I don't know if it's going to be a, have their own PC app. That sounds like a lot of work. Like, I think their infrastructure, I, I don't know. If they're really, really prepared to pull something like that off, like Microsoft can do, they don't really have the resources. Um, but like even in that GeForce, I don't know if you guys seen the the leak where it had all the GeForce uh, like uh, streaming. I guess some of the games, pretty much every damn game's on that list. So I still think even, even if they do have a PC app, they're still going to put, you know, make it available on Steam and Epic Game Store and all that other stuff. Well, that's the biggest thing, too, is that even if they don't want to do an app or anything, that's a good advertising. You know, it'll be on PC and it'll like it, you'll have PlayStation PC there. You know, we could use it for advertising or stuff like that. Basically, it's just to say this PlayStation fans, we're sorry, but <laughs> everything's heading to PC. That That's the end of it. We've made a decision. Like they need to, to, to like have a cross buy and, and like back a cloud saves and all that kind of stuff too within it like like Microsoft does. Like um, I don't know about that. We've seen a lot of issues with transferring our saves between PS4 and PS5. Uh, you're right. They didn't even know how to do a name change, did they? <laughs> <laughs> and again, um, go back and watch the first episode. KY Bob will hold your hand and walk you through this. As Xbox fans, we have been in this glorious ecosystem where Xbox and PC meet in the middle for 20 years. It's glorious. Get used to it. Jenna, what do you think? Yeah, I think it's going to be just games going to PC and they're going to market it under this new moniker. I mean, they they bought a studio that specializes in porting games. They didn't buy them just so they could you know, <laughs> have them sit around doing nothing. I think, yeah, like someone else said, the, I, I don't think it's going to go Xbox where you buy one copy and then you get it on PC and on PlayStation. I think Sony like money too much. They know people will buy it separately on both, so they'll just charge you twice for the same game. Um, I've, One of the things this, I find interesting about it all was the God of War. Um, When they announced that's going, it's got... Full dual sense features, um, better frame rate, high res textures. It's having basically everything that these game of the year editions or remasters that they charge $70 for on console is getting, and it's only $50. But hold on, Jenna, hold on. You dual sense on your PC, 
Yeah, they've confirmed if you plug it in, it'll have full DualSense PS5. Yeah. So the hardware is not sacred anymore either. No. But this was this was funny. Like they, there's a lot of people laughing online saying, "I can't believe PC players are going to pay fifty for this." But if they'd have made the same upgrades, (laughs) they even put it on PS5, they would have paid seventy for it. If they called it Game of the Year, you know. So it's it's just yeah. I, I think. It's a weird time for PlayStation fans because one thing they've always clung to is their exclusives and how, well, literally exclusive they were. They could only get them on a PlayStation console, but I, I think that's changing. Sony wants... They've been doing interviews recently where they say that console gaming's too niche. There's no room to grow. You know, They've been saying it for a couple of years now. Um, console sales no longer matter, the head of Sony said. It's all about uh, player base and reaching more players and we're better than PC, you know. That's where the profits are. Rough, uh, rough the last couple of months for the Sony guys up there. Well, that's because they've been they they need to they need to be quiet. They need to shut their mouth on this stuff because they're just they keep putting their foot in their mouth when they say this stuff. Like, what is negative about bringing games to PC? Nothing. These these let's just not make them buy a console. Let's let them use the hardware that they love. There are a lot of PC players out there who just want to play on their PC. Let's give them the option to just play the games on their PC. Let's not make them buy a console. That's ridiculous. Just let them use their PC. A lot of people got a lot of good setups out there. They want to use them. Yeah, another thing too I've seen was like, I don't know if you guys saw this, but like some of the games that you'd think would be longer away, like for PC, like God of War Ragnarok. And I know for a fact, like, uh, Horizon Forbidden West is all slated to be dropped within six months after release. Like, again, uh, I think that's coming in September them. next yeah. year. Again, Death, we're not Death here to rip Sony. Uh, yeah, Death Stranding was only the... seven months, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so I think they get a bit quicker with it. But yeah, I, I think Horizon won't be far behind because they're releasing, or well, they've released the first one already, haven't they, on PC? Yes. Yeah, so I think yeah, the second one will do the yeah. same six, seven months later. That'll drop as well. well it's just going to get closer and closer. Is by 2023, D&D games. Wow. Not that it matters. It's only good for the consumer, right? That more yeah, options. Yeah, exactly. You got to give the consumer more options because then they have more of a reason to buy. Let's think about it. Another thing is, is that console players can still have their console, PC players can have their PC, but. They can buy the game on the PC. They can buy it for their PlayStation. There's more profit there. There's nothing wrong with it. It's more profitability, and it's just smart. That's all it is. The only trouble comes where if they do start doing day and date is trying to charge $70 on a console because they won't charge 70 on Steam. They'll charge 60 Yeah. Do you guys think that maybe the reason why they're doing this move is maybe they're worried that Microsoft might be like taking in maybe... T- on the PC, like taking over the PC market. Well, they already have in their own way. Yeah. I mean, we got to think about it. We got to think about it. They went straight to PC faster. They have already brought games over day one, and they're showing that there's a lot of profit in that. Not even that with Game Pass on PC. A lot of people are going to get Game Pass for their PC. They're going to be spending money and all that. I mean, just some it, of the moves. It's, it's a no-brainer. Just, it just seems like such a rush thing that they're kind of just like going all in all of a sudden, right? Before it was like kind of like trepidation about it. Well, you know, I keep saying it that uh, Xbox and PC. I mean, I'm sorry, but what runs our PCs? Microsoft. 
Windows 10 or 11. Exactly. The Windows Core, the DirectX. Yep. And that's why the Xbox was supposed to be called the Direct Xbox in 2000, but that was just didn't flow, so they just they cut the direct part off of it. Um, yeah. It's just... And again, we're not here to rip Sony. We're here to rip these crazy plastic warriors that think this is a big deal because their sacred ground has been tarnished. We're here for the gamers, and this is great for the gamers. Get it? I mean, that's just the way it is. And And also, uh, it's great for people who can't maybe find a PS5, right? Because they're hard to find. Exactly. But not only that, but I mean, I still, I'm still rocking my PS4, and from what I've seen already, I, I'm going to be able to play the new Horizon on my PS4. I'm going to be able to play the new God of War on my PS4. They've got 130 million consoles out there that they that that fan base they are not going to cut it off if they want. I to think sell the guessing is the way they it's lied about this generation thing, right? Like I don't know why they weren't more upfront about that. That was a big mistake on their part. They should never have said that. They should never have said that. I think they saw the heat Xbox was taking, and they're just like, you know what? We're just going to stay quiet on that for now. (laughs) Well, it's smart to continue to bring games to the last generation because it's exactly what we've done year after year. Why did Halo 4 go to the Xbox 360 instead of the Xbox One at launch like it was planned? Because there were more Xbox 360s. You could sell more copies. So there... it was going to happen on both platforms, so there was no. They should just never have said that. They should have never said that. Uh, <laughs> the problem is they they can get away with saying it, can't they? Like the fan base, the you know the hardcore who defend them over anything. First of all, was saying, well, you know, we're getting these exclusives. It's great. And then as soon as it was said, well, actually, no, we're going to take the same approach as Microsoft. It was, yeah, yeah, it makes great business sense. You can't leave all <laughs> yeah, the Xboxes, right? but uh, PlayStation's behind. And the same with this PC. You know, they, they were clinging to it's always uh, the best thing we have is we have our exclusives. And now they're going to the PC as well. It makes great business sense. So the thing I keep hearing, double double dip strategy, it makes sense. Saturate one market, move to the next. Like, like they've all got business degrees all of a sudden. <laughs> Well, it's still technically too. exclusive. I don't understand why they say that. It's exclusive uh, to their console. These people. So it's yeah, still technically console exclusive, but I, I get I get attacked for this all the time. Like, it's still console exclusivity. It's on that yeah. con- only that console. So no, they're not losing exclusivity, but when the media and everybody else says it, then I guess it's it's fact that it's not exclusive. Right, next year, I'll, I'll be getting a PS5 because I, I didn't have a PS4. Um I hated my PS3, so I skipped the PS4 generation, but I'll be getting a PS5 and catching up on all the the games I missed, because I used to like PC gaming. I used to play a lot of Total War and the, um, like I said, uh, Company of Heroes and stuff like that, and that was kind of my thing. But now I just, yeah, I don't do PC gaming much anymore, so I like having my consoles, and I will get one, but same with Xbox and Sony. If they're doing something stupid, I'll call them out today. I'm not going to lie and die on a hill about you know this plastic box and defend this company as far as i can and we're not going to avoid their victories either because playstation still has a lot of great things they've had great games at the beginning of this generation i mean i've played i played ratchet and clank that is a great game it's fun it's funny it's 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 a great game and it's visually pleasing very visually pleasing so i'm I'm not going to say it's not i'm not going to act like oh it's on playstation bad no 
Uh, it's a great game. I played Spider-Man. That uh, that is also a really visually pleasing game, and it, they're both very fun. PlayStation does have great games, and Xbox does too. A shout out to Shizvane in the chat saying that they learned something new today. Direct Xbox. Yes, that is true. Um, Microsoft wanted to bring the PC into the living room of consumers, and DirectX is Windows Multimedia API, and so they wanted to call it the Direct Xbox. Wow, that doesn't flow for shit, does it? <laughs> oh, I can see I the advertising now. Like, I can see the advertising. Like the story behind that with like the. Um, Seamus Blackley, when he was in the room, they were pitching it to Xbox. Like the whole, I don't know if you heard the story why why it's green, like why the Xbox the color is green. Yes, yes, because the, all they had were green markers. Yeah, right? yeah. yes, yeah, exactly. Oh, that's the story. I didn't know that. I, I didn't know that actually. That's amazing. Yeah, it's pretty yes. funny. Oh, that's great. See, we're here for educational purposes too. That's right. That's right. Okay, Bye. so 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 state of decay or should I say state of play or state of delay. I've seen so many monikers but the monikers are there because it was a huge disappointment. There were a lot of people going to bad on this state of play was going to be the answer for what we've seen from Halo Infinite and they were going to drop some some gameplay some trailers and basically from state of play all we got was a lot of games that looks like going to keep our children busy while we're partying for the holidays uh, pre pretty much I mean, I, i'm not gonna play any of that uh <laughs> oh gina did you watch state of play I caught some bits of it after the fact because I quite like a lot of indie games and even I didn't want to play the vast majority of what they showed. So that shows you how bad <laughs> some of the stuff was that was shown. That the last game they showed, the one that got a lot of heat because you know, everyone thought they were going to close with one of the big guns. I actually quite like the look of that one. That's something I would play. But yeah, it was, it was just a boring one there. I just know way to describe that show other yeah. than just, like, you know, I know it's only 20. I mean, was it 20 if, if I didn't know it already, and I was watching that for the most part, I wouldn't think I was watching a Sony show because nothing reminded me of that. And yeah. uh, wow, I mean, it's just Ultimus. I know I've uh, I've been rounding you up last in the rotation. What did you think of State of Play? I thought for what it was, if it was, if they they shouldn't have called it a State of Play. If they said I would have been fine with. We're just showing off some indie games. They sh I mean, that's it. We're showing off some kids' games. I would have been fine with that. That's that. That wasn't a state of play. That wasn't anything. That was boring. Um, some of the games were kind of cool, but really, it was disappointing. And as I as I said myself, a lot of people were expecting big third-party deals in that. No, there was there wasn't anything that interesting. I mean, what, how many games were there? Four that they showed off in like thirty minutes. I mean, that's. That that's just, you know what? Yeah. Kudos to the developers. I'm glad they're making their games. I love it when indie developers make games. But that was that was just that was just disappointing. That that that's yeah. the only word I could think of. Yeah, because right now with what's going on in the gaming landscape, you've got 
You've got the IPs, the big IPs that Sony is being recognized for and that people are looking forward to. And then you've got the big IPs and releases for Xbox that people are looking forward to. And right now, Xbox is the only one throwing punches. We've we've gotten more than we wanted or expected from Forza Horizon. We are getting tidbits leading up to we're finding out more information every week about halo infinite and i can't tell you the last time i heard anything about ragnarok or anything that i didn't already know about forbidden west and well, one, i think that's that's thing i just that, want to mention shame. real quick sorry i just want to mention real quick is that this is this is basically Xbox had a really slow beginning of the generation. We didn't have a lot going on, and I'll admit that. Sony did. They had a lot of great games releasing at launch, and that was great selling point. But now they, it, there's nothing. Now Xbox has everything that they've been working on ready to go showing off. We get games we don't we know are coming out soon, and some that aren't even announced are coming out soon. So now that Xbox is pushing forward all the games they said that they've been working on, that's this is now Xbox time to shine while PlayStation just doesn't have anything to show right now. Well, they've been building towards this since their falter in 2013. Yeah, they've been putting this together. Phil Spencer, um, who took over um, Xbox in 2013, uh, he, he's been working towards this and we all really didn't realize how big of a transformation it was going to be until we got closer to the one X release. And I think it was that E3 where they first unveiled the one X and they first unveiled the specs of the one X and showed us a Scorpion edition that we really got our first glimpse of, wow, this is going to be huge. And that was four years ago and here we are and everything is coming to fruition and it's just amazing. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a great like, time to be a gamer. Go ahead, John. I was just going to say like, you know, really with fours of this, this is really the worst going to kick off now from like just a mountain of games for game pass. It's just, there's not going to be any stop in this train anytime soon. It's just going to keep chugging along. Yeah. Just they got triple A's, they got double A's, they got indie, they got every damn game you can think of coming. Every genre. It's funny to think that we had to take a we had to take a horrible last generation, and and I'll say horrible because that's the right word, to reach a point where Xbox is the best it's ever been in in a very long time. I think it was in its own way kind of worth it to have a bad generation to have one of the best generations we've we've had. The you know, plan now is to have a triple A AAA release every quarter. Yes, yeah, yeah, that's what they said. Yeah, and you think as well they're going to be sub, so they're going to probably have a first party game every quarter. Now they've got enough studios for it now, um, and then they'll probably keep doing these third party deals like uh, State of, uh, State of Decay. Got me saying that now. Um, Back for Blood and Outriders. <laughs> So it's going to be every month or every other month. There's going to be a huge AAA game, and then all the great, you know, indie games that they stick on as well, just ticking over. It's, the last two months, there's been too many games. That's my only criticism of Game Pass. Yeah, which is it's too many games. Backlog's at the too long. I mean, yeah, way too long now. 
another thing to think about is like the global publishing. They've really been getting a lot of uh, funding. They're getting some big titles too, not just their first party output. but like there's some of those uh, code names. Uh, I don't know them all, but there's one with the dragon is called with IO yes. Interactive and. Um, I think one's Index is called. There's a bunch of them. Jez Cord's got them on, the, on the Windows Central there. The one's called Shaolin, isn't it? Up. Yeah, Shaolin. That's supposed to be a Wu-Tang game. Yeah. There's kinda a bunch glad. of them. Oh, there's so many games. I'm actually kind of glad you brought that up because one thing I forgot to talk, I actually, you just made me think of, is that Xbox is working with a lot of third-party developers to see if they want to continue working with them and even buy them. Best example would be IO Interactive. One of my favorite studios. I love the Hitman series. I mean, if they, if just to give you an idea, if they bought IO Interactive, just think of what a new IP they could make with that studio if they theoretically bought them. I mean, they're working on a 007 game right now, too. IO Interactive. I mean, if there's a, I, I love, they're, they're a great studio. They're a really great studio. Oh, yeah. Phenomenal studio. So, what we're not getting and, people keep wanting to compare PS plus to Xbox gold. Well, I give you, I'll give you an example. I'll give you a comparison. Why don't you compare game pass to PS now? Who's got the bigger L night and day right there. (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty bad. Yes. There are better games in ps plus than there are in gold and that's because i think that the really good games are just going straight to game pass and if you look at the i mean it's been so long i'm going to be honest with everybody it's been so long since i even looked is it still 9.99 for xbox live gold and then 14.99 so it's only five dollars difference if you've got gold than if you have game pass ultimate yes they haven't changed that Okay, so five bucks. <laughs> I mean, and yeah. what you get is enormous. Oh my goodness, it's crazy. Yeah, the gold. I haven't really paid too much attention to gold. It's been so bad that I just stopped looking at it. No, no, no. There's a pro. Yeah. pro. We got Lego Batman too. There's a pro there. We got the best. We got one of the best games. Okay, yeah. <laughs> like I said, I just I'm just so focused on Game Pass at this point that I don't really look at the gold anymore. <laughs> I like the Lego Batman games, but I already owned that one, so yeah, it didn't me do too. anything I for me. Most of the stuff they put on there, but it's mostly like small indie games, isn't it? Yeah, some the little games here and there. Truly, the uh, truly, what happened is this: once Game Pass became so successful, they just didn't put a lot of effort towards gold. And there's really, I think, gold should just be shut down. I think they need to just stop with gold. Because, yeah. because really, every, I think it's smart. You have both options, but really, everyone uses Game Pass Ultimate. It's just a better value. And Game Pass just just gives you so much. I remember when Game Pass first started, and it wasn't that great. I'll admit that. When Game Pass first started, it wasn't that great. We all remember it. But over time, it's become one of the best services that, that ever. It's just so like, much. Did you just see the Game Pass lineup like this month? Like It's insane. GTA San and San Andreas and all I mean uh that. it takes two Forza Horizon five. There's a bunch of other stuff in there too that look pretty good. Are, yeah, you gotta play you gotta play SA two with me, John. You may gotta do that. <laughs> yeah, it takes two. Yeah, I haven't played it yet. That's pretty good too. But a big one for yeah. the UK coming to Game Pass is um football, football manager. manager. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm not sure if you realize how big that game is over here, but 
Yeah, that's um, it, there was a time where that game used to be quoted in divorce settlements as some of the reasons for divorces. Like people oh, my yeah. goodness. <laughs> yeah, it's genuine as well. You can find news stories about it and everything where some people just get so addicted to that I'm game. They end sure. up divorced. that's the Sega game too, football man. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And it's not coming to PlayStation at all. It's not even been announced for the platform. Oh, you know, I'm sure there's. I'm sure that Fortnite and Call of Duty is in some divorce settlements too. There's reasons. <laughs> not Vanguard. No one's gonna be playing that. Yeah. Uh, no, not Vanguard. No, that 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 uh, campaign looks pretty cool, but yeah, campaign looks pretty cool. But I played it. It it's horrible. Absolutely horrible. I mean, I and, I and I and I'm really getting tired of it. One, one thing that it, I I don't want to buy it for the reason is they lock content behind one of the platforms and then expect me to pay the exact same amount and not get that content for a year. That is absolutely ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. That is not fair. Now you all remember before the failed Xbox One generation, those Call of Duty exclusive contents for the first year were on Xbox, right? Yeah, but it wasn't as big as an entire game mode, or uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, they have 30-day access to maps. Like, I think they stopped doing that in like 2014 or 2015. I think Advanced War was the last game they had marketing for. Can you, to this day, can you still not play the moon level on Destiny on Xbox? I think that re- I think it was two years, and and after that it, it released on Xbox. Yeah, but the, by that time they already had Destiny Two out, so who cared? That's it, right? And they couldn't can't transfer <laughs> anything over to Destiny Two as well. <sighs> oh well, I I just I I really hate that. I, it just should it shouldn't be like that. It shouldn't be like that. Yeah. Oh well. So, oh well, it's Call of Duty. Moving on. Is uh, anybody got any topics they want to talk about? Yes, um, no, maybe so. The only um, thing I've seen disturbing this week on Twitter was I'm not sure if you guys have seen it that reviewer for IGN trying to play at new Halo map. Oh, it is. Oh, I lost sleep over that. It's painful. Oh, Gee, oh, this this brings me back to Cuphead. Yeah, it's, it's like yeah, that, but right there. worse. It's just like it was. Uh, it... Go ahead. Yeah, it's 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 just painful. It's so hard to watch. There was funny enough. There was a Call of Duty video the other day where um some rapper, Little John or something, was uh on there, and he was clearly baked out of his mind because he couldn't keep his eyes open and he was shooting at things that weren't even on the screen and going, I got him, I got him and they end up cutting away from him whilst he's playing because whenever an enemy comes near him, he doesn't see him and just starts shooting scenery and saying to his team, I I, I got him, he's down and stuff. Um, And this is worse. This is harder to watch than that. It's just... I I watched some of it. I couldn't watch all of it because it it was just disturbing as you said. the way they were walking around the map, it's oh lord, that that was that was really hard to watch. And it, it brings me right back to the Cuphead situation. We remember the IGN review of Cuphead. We remember the <laughs> gameplay. 
took the man oh. 10 minutes to do the jump. <laughs> you know, that's a that's a question right there. Thank you. Shiz Vane in the chat. So when are we getting Cuphead on Netflix? <laughs> I don't know if you guys oh, seen that Netflix lost their own game service this week. Didn't look too good, but at least it's out there. Yeah, I hadn't heard of any of those games. None of them. How, they how just seem generic. Them? Yeah. Can only play it on Android anyway. See if an Apple, you know, it's the same. It's because Apple is keeps is just blocking all that. I, they said it's coming to Apple, but yeah, who knows? Yeah, how but they gotta they gotta do a loophole because of Apple's the Apple's uh, rules, which are absolutely ridiculous about how you can't have a streaming app like this, or we have to we have to go through and review all of it. It's a streaming service. To stream yeah. games, you don't need. Uh, you don't do that with Netflix. If you did that, half the stuff on Netflix wouldn't be on there. <laughs> it's I'm like they want to control monetization on everything. It seems like. Well, and luckily, in vain, I did not finish Cuphead. Uh, if I, I if I, I thought if I tried to finish Cuphead, I would have committed Harry Carey. I beat it. it I love that game. That was one of my favorite games on the Xbox <laughs> One. It made me so frustrated, man. I went through two controllers. Good thing oh, they were too. old that controllers. That dragon boss fight was that took me like two days to beat. Like the like I, third last boss, the dragon one, when you're in the clouds jumping around, that, that was hard. The devil wasn't even as hard as that boss for me. That was like a side-scrolling Dark Souls game. God, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I love right. indie games also. Like, yeah, I know, like uh, Death's Door was one of my favorite games this year. Yes, that's my game of the year so far. Yeah, games are amazing. That and Psychonauts 2 is between those two. I can't Psychonauts 2 would be my game of the year right now. Psychonauts was really good. They did a really good job with that game. Basically, and I've, I've used this wording a lot, Psychonauts is Xbox's Ratchet & Clank. It, it was, the game was really fun. The story was great. I really enjoyed Psychonauts 2, but I don't think, I, I need to see the rest, I need to see the rest of the games coming out to really decide my game of the year. I haven't chosen one yet. Yeah. Psychonauts 2 was just, it really took me back to the story. I was kind of surprised just how good that was. Yeah, there's a lot of nostalgia people were talking there's about. a lot of deep things in that story too, like just yeah, meanings and stuff behind it, right? Yeah, there's that great game, truly, truly a great game. As always, Jack Black was excellent in there. Oh yeah, he was awesome in that role. When him and oh. Tim Schafer get together, it's incredible. Yeah. They need to do more often. It's yeah. gold. They did a lot of that. Do- they documented all of that too. That reminds me. So Chris Pratt is going to be Mr. Chief, huh? <laughs> I don't uh, know how I that feel was about fun. that. I didn't read that right when that first dropped. I was like, what? See what? <laughs> I did and didn't. I, uh, I I didn't, didn't. This is a mixture of both. I thought it was kind of funny, though. I thought that was pretty funny for what it was. Um, but I, that actually reminds me of an article. I That reminds me of an article we were reading that originally, and I think this is why a lot of people got fired, was a 343 intended to change the voice actor's for Halo Infinite, they wanted they didn't want to stick with the regular Master Chief, Steve Downs, and Cortana. There's a I think there's a reason why there's been why a head got fired and a lot of and a lot of changes happened to the studio. Um, Two studio heads got shifted off that. 
shifted off in that. I mean, that that poor game needed a leader. I think that's why, and I remember I wanted to bring this up, but I wanted to get lead to it, was having – oh, Lord, I just lost his name. Um, uh, Stinson, is it? Joseph Staten, thank you. I, I had it, and I completely lost it. Having Joseph Staten come in and work on it. I think that was the best decision. Although three, three for three had already gotten through that period, but having Joseph Staten come in in I think it was 2018 and and work with three four three. I mean, the the first day on the job, he played the game. That's what they wanted him to do. They wanted him to play the game. They wanted to see what he thought, and I think that was a great decision because I know there's been I can tell there's been some changes made that were a result of what he said. A result of what he was thinking. Um, they said that there were some changes made um, from map layout to game to some gameplay things here and there that that were what he said. And I really and I like that. I really like One that they brought again. back him yeah. to make some of those changes. One thing I'm a little worried about Halo is the uh, like the open world. I'm just worried that maybe the game is just like I don't want it to be like this open massive thing where like there's nothing to do or it's just they like, don't bogged down with like activities to go here to outpost there that do that kind of stuff we don't want another assassin's creed odyssey and I not that i don't want to play that you it's shut more... your mouth assassin's <laughs> yeah. creed odyssey was amazing it's one of my number one i have a hundred hours on it ky that's what i'm worried about is if it's this super long like it's supposed to be a short, like not short, but like concise, you know, campaign. Yeah, we year. we don't want you don't want to boggle. And it it's down. not like I'm like I'm not super worried, but it's like more about like the, the reviewers. You're already kind of hearing them him and hawing about oh, how big is this open world or where? Like you know, we don't want I, it to be Far Cry. We don't want to do this and that. You know, I don't <laughs> think three four three was going for that. And please cut me off whenever I know I've been talking a lot. Um, I think three four three understands that almost immediately. And that's why I don't think it's boggled down as much as we saw when we saw the sh- with the campaign showcase. There were there were a few points on the map and all that, but it didn't seem like it was stuffed full of things. Yeah, it, it seemed, seemed like it real was... cool. And then like I'm hoping it's more like Metro Exodus, where you just you have like this hub, open hub area, and like I, for each level, you know what I mean? I think it's something like that. I like the wording they used for it. They said it's open world, but it's not open world yeah it's, it's that wording because it's kind of like that because it's not a hundred percent open world there like they're showing up all the different things you can do with like the targets and and that, like activities and story beats and all that kind of stuff and then you got all the weapons and you know it just seems like a big space and it's like well it, it was reimagined from ce right so it's gonna be yes a bigger map. and that was something i absolutely loved when i saw it I love seeing Cortana being purple again. That was the the first thing I, I immediately yeah. I immediately loved was her being back to her old colors. I really loved that. Um, it's just a, it's just supposed to be a nostalgia right. train, pretty much. It's just yeah, to be they're still holding it close to the chest, still, right? And uh, three, that four, three. voice actor, the original voice actor for Cortana, is involved in development for Halo Infinite. Oh, that's Jen Taylor, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, she's so, she's amazing. I'm the speaking of weapons as you brought up before. Let's talk about the weapon. The weapon, yeah. She's hmm. uh, hmm. Sh- uh people that's are also very... Jen Taylor's voice. The weapon. Yes, yes. Uh, she did amazing voice. She's doing amazing voice acting, though. I yeah, mean, I have to give her that one. That is her voice acting is 
spot on. You can't on. tell, right? If like you can't tell, well, you, you can't tell at all. Characters. So what you're um, saying is she's really not a misled teen that doesn't know much about life or the world. Yeah, basically, she's like almost like a teenager. Is I guess you kind of. She's, yeah, she. I, I think the best word that people kept using was naive. Naive, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I think it was that, but we also got to think about it this way: she was made pretty recently. She's new. She's pretty new, and I and I think that I I, I don't I I know Halo Cannon brought this up, and I, he kept talking about it. Maybe they did make her a bit more naive on purpose, just because they want to prevent a Cortana problem. Did you watch the Destin interview like I do with Halo Cannon? Of course. Yeah. Um. So just, I mean, but I, I, I can't really judge it right now because I really need to play it myself. I can, I, I mean, I'm just going off what we've seen. I need to play it myself to really, to really know, to really know what she is. Maybe as we go down the line, she gets smarter and she understands things better. Maybe that's how it goes. We don't know because we, we just have to find out. When I like play even it. like I think some of the things she's saying are like actual literal, like literal things. Like she really doesn't know what corner where Cortana did was so wrong, right? I, I that really made me emotional. That really did. But just when she said that one, she's an adorable character. I'll just say that. She's she's adorable. She's uh, I think it's gonna be both fun and annoying. Um, to give you the best <laughs> yeah. idea, both fun and annoying. Like she, is, she is she is she is adorable, but but the just I, I just gotta see. Is. We just gotta play it. We just gotta see. The pilot still doesn't have a name. At least he, uh, at least we got to see him a little bit. He's looking a little bit more high res than we when we when we last saw him. Yeah, facial animations are better. So as we've already talked about, I love horde mode, and I would love to see Halo's horde mode, known as firefight. Yes, sir. Please make a return. Please, please. We got massive worlds. We got going to have big battlegrounds. Give me a structure to defend against waves and waves of banished and covenant. Please, please give it to me. <laughs> but I haven't seen any, I heard anything about it. So we got to keep. Uh, that's the thing. Maybe they're hiding it, and if they don't, we as a community need to, we need to speak out on this. If yeah, they don't have it launch, awesome again, hope. they're keeping a lot of things to their chat. They're keeping a lot of things close. They don't want to say a lot. Yeah. They really want to surprise us at launch. Yeah, there's going to be a I lot. I think they're going to show more stuff on this anniversary for Halo. More stuff like. Oh, you just made me think of something. Um, I'm glad. I'm glad you made me talk about that. Let's talk about. I want to. If there's anything left to say first before I try to switch it over. Anything I was going to say about free for free that's left to say is uh, Bonnie Ross. Do you think that she's gone after the game launches and then Staten takes over, or or is she even still really in charge there? Is she just kind of her name's on the door, but people have taken over now and kind of making decisions for her? Hmm, that's... Uh, she's been on it. I know she's worked with for a lot of years with Microsoft. I think since Phil's been there, she's been there forever. Yes. Yeah, she always I used just... to be front and center, everything Halo, but the last... Yeah. Since that unveil, I haven't seen her do a single interview beyond video. It's all other people now with the main focus, and it's gone in a completely yeah. different built, way. Um, or Joseph Staten seems to be She the built the studio, guy. right? 343. Yes. Yeah. And she, yeah. I want to give another shout-out to Shiz Vane in the chat asking about Red versus Blue, and I'm going to turn my camera on here real quick. 
Uh, yes, as a matter of fact, Shizvane, I have got the first three seasons of Red versus Blue signed by the voice actors of Simmons and Sarge at Comic-Con. Yes, I do. That's sweet. Red versus Blue was amazing. Oh, I wish they'd have kept it going. The community will never forget that. I will I'll say that one. They will yeah. never forget it. Um, yeah, I, I think with that, I think basically it's kind of, I, I think with that, what you're talking about, it's kind of like what Phil did. He kind of wants to, he wanted the developers to speak more than executives. And that's exactly what happened. We started, we started seeing a lot more things from developers and all that. And that's what's happening here. 343 isn't really talking a lot about, to those people more or less, we're talking more about uh, campaign narrative writers. We're talking to head developers. We're talking to, you know, these people instead of that. So, I mean, her, I think it's both good and bad. I, it's, it's a mixture. I want to see what you guys say, though. I think it's like, as far as leadership goes, it's definitely a lot to be desired, right? With so many studio heads, or not studio heads, but like directors, I guess leaving. Yeah, that. So, I wasn't yeah. really too worried about that. I'm actually kind of happy about that because they were trying to find the right person. Because we know that Halo Infinite's development has been has been shifted around. We know like, there's been a lot the of changes. The original gameplay shouldn't have been released, right? Like last year's, it was rough. Yeah, 20, yeah 2020s was rough, and even this developer said that it was never supposed to be seen that way. But it was, it, it was just, it was just a mistake. And and Craig is going to become the biggest, the biggest thing in the community for years to come because I, I, I love Craig. Uh, that I thought that was absolutely hilarious um, when when that came out. Oh, and now so Craig is looking better than ever. <laughs> Another thing is, ever since, so I mean. Microsoft's kind of walking around with their with their head held high ever since the Series X has come out. They've really that from the fridge to Craig, they've embraced all of these criticisms, and it's just it's been awesome. I mean, I really got to hand it to them; it's been amazing. The way they like the, the the Twitter accounts, like Xbox and memes and all that other stuff they've been doing. I, oh yeah. I still can't believe that they actually made the fridge. I, I love that so much. The funniest one I thought was when like the Series S got leaked. Oh, that was a had, great night. That and they had to the, like that that meme with like the monkey, kind of like the side-eyed thing. Oh like, yes, yeah. that was awesome. <laughs> yeah. I remember yeah. the community that night was just going off. We just everyone was so excited about it because it is awesome. And the fact that it got leaked and Xbox was just like, oh, well, let's just announce it. That, that's yeah, it. that, yeah. that was just that amazing. Was and, the, and, and I'm going to have one of them fridges, too, just as soon as uh, all the bots and the scalpers, every, as soon as their closets are full and they can't buy anymore, I'm going to get one. <laughs> I think I am, too, my friend. Uh, I can't. I, I mean, that'd be. I think that would be kind of nice. You just... You just have a picture of your fridge to the left, and you have your Xbox to the right. That, uh, and I'm going to use it too. I'm not just going to use it for art. I'm going to keep monsters in there, or a six pack, or something. Gotta I mean, come on. Use the USB <laughs> charger on the front. Yeah, that's another <laughs> USB charger on my desk. Hell that yeah! Is a, that's cool that they added that in. That is that is really cool. I wonder um, if the I wonder if the mini fridge makes the xbox sound when you open the door like the big one did 
How about this beat? Or am I wrong? I don't know. I don't know. I, I haven't seen. Uh, I haven't seen a demo of the mini fridge. Nobody even was able to get one. Like they, they were gone in like seconds. Yeah. 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 But Apparently, that, that's good. Yeah. That's I so heard good that they stuff. allocate a lot of like stock for like the holidays, like directly in the stores. Yeah. Yes, uh, I know that they're trying to push a lot more stock to physical in-person sales, which is the smartest thing to do. I I understand that with COVID and everything else, a year ago they had to make a decision, they had to have everything online, and that was smart. That's fine, but now it's more applicable for people to go into a store, especially here in the U.S., to go into a store and buy a console, and it's 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 safer and easy. It's easier for them to get a hold of it. And it's less likely for scalpers to get a hold of it that way than it would be online. So I th- I'm glad that they're looking in that direction. Yeah, it's because... harder for a scalper to physically walk out of a store with a hundred Xboxes under his arm. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. They can't. I, I don't. I've ne- I haven't seen a person make a hundred clones of themselves and go in. I haven't seen that yet. So, um, so well, it's just it's that kind of thing. All right, guys. Well, hour and a half in. Think it's time to wrap it. It's been a great show. Um, please, again, I can't stress it enough. Please like, share, and subscribe to the Xbox Live Party Podcast. We are an infant channel and we are growing quickly. We've got two podcasts now, we've got many indie reviews. Um, and we've got a new website now, don't we, Gina? We do, apparently. Yeah, this was sprung on me yesterday. Um, I, I chose the most photogenic photo of myself I could to stick on there. I'm dazzling, I would say. So, yeah, check it out. <laughs> and, well, I'm, I, and I'm pushing for some merchandise, too. I want to I partner with Teespring. I want everybody who's a fan of the channel to have a T-shirt where, if you remember that very first Xbox Live ad where the baby is being shot out uh, during birth... <laughs> Being held, the umbilical cord is a headset cable. I want that on a shirt. That has got to happen. Yes, it does. But now I've given, I've given the uh, my my channel support plea. The Jenna, where can everybody find you? Yeah, so I'm on Twitter quite a lot. I'm at the Jinna Gaming because somehow I must have had the Jinna before and locked myself out of it. Um, YouTube, I'm on XPL Party Podcast with uh, you guys on a Saturday. Um, I'm going to join this show occasionally uh, when I got a Friday off because you know it's been really fun. Um, and yeah, I'm on YouTube under you can find me under the Jinna Gaming as well. And yeah, I just do some reviews and a really stupid fun show called Gaming Room 101, which I host every other Tuesday. And I'll have to get you on for an episode of that at some point. It's just, yeah. It's, yes, I, was trying to, I was trying to think of what the name of the show was when I said we've got two podcasts and we've got <laughs> a bunch of reviews. And then I drew a blank. Gaming Room 101. That's what it is. Yes. 
It's because it's a, a there's a Brit. I'm not sure if it's out in America. There's a British show called Room 101 where you think of something that you dislike in society, and then you pull a lever and it, you imagine it's disappeared forever, and you've cured the world of that problem. And it's that, but gaming related. Oh wow, that's. I'm sorry. I was just. I got distracted. I was reading uh, Shizvane's chat. There's a Microsoft campus near them. I attend as many conferences as I could before COVID shut down. Got a private tour of their unopened building. They had two two HoloLens AIs that can scan food, and students get discounts on games. What? I want to live there. (laughs) That sounds amazing. Yeah, I want to live there. Oh my goodness. Oh. I think I, I think I mentioned to you before, Bob, the building an Azure data center in the fact, like literally within a couple of hundred meters of where I live. Yeah. So, yeah, so my connection, oh, my connection is going to be excellent soon. I can't wait. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, enough about making me jealous. Ultimus, <laughs> where pe- where can people find you at? You can find me on Twitter at Ultimus Gaming. If you look up just Ultimus, you probably should be able to find me. I'm always on Twitter as KY Bob knows and i i'm pretty much always there i try to talk to the community as much as i can if you just message me i will i will always talk i will always i will always talk back all right john blue where can people find you at uh you can find me on twitter at jboss293 trying to talk some common sense on there it's kind of hard sometimes (laughs) (laughs) but yeah Yeah, i just want to say thanks for having me on and it's awesome to talk to you guys nice talking to you gina for the first time yeah, yeah, it's great mm-hmm. to finally chat to you guys. I know I messaged you on Discord and on Gina. Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> if you didn't know, saying the Jenna in the UK is the same as saying the Ginger here in the states, and he is oh, got okay. a beautiful, beautiful head of red hair. <laughs> if it wasn't nearly three o'clock in the morning, I'd turn my camera on to show you how beautiful it is. But I look very <laughs> tired. I don't think it's beautiful right now. No, exactly. (laughs) All right, folks. Well, we will be back here again next Thursday at 9 p.m. Thank you, everybody who tuned in for the show. Remember, support our channel. Help us grow. Please help us grow. And good night, everybody. One thing real quick, Shizvan, can I have a T-shirt? All right, good night, (laughs) y'all. Good night, everybody. Peace. Well.